right now at Safeway. Get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 razors, Gillette Labs razors and blades, Venus razors and blades, and Native Shampoo, Conditioner, and Body Wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details. Take your hunting and bird watching experience to the next level with Alpen Optics. With state-of-the-art technology, chic design, and super functional features, Alpen Optics binoculars and spotting scopes are the ultimate companion for outdoors enthusiasts. As practice-oriented hunters and nature observers, Alpen knows you have to rely 100% on your equipment when stalking, night hunting, and more. Explore their range at alpenoptics.com. Alpen. Discover the difference. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. Gary and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. Welcome. It's Halloween night we're taping this. It's a spooky... I suppose by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be fireworks night. But Yeah, um, so it, it's going to go with a bang. It is another Lukeless podcast. He was he popped up briefly last week, but he's gone away to do trick-or-treating tonight. So um, He did, he did my... say to me that he, he's quite hoping that, that nobody comes around because he's got a big bag of really good sweets. <laughs> so he's well, hoping I, that no I, one knocks on his door. So As a way of an introduction, hello, I'm Matt. Well, you know my voice by now. This is 205 we're doing tonight so what we do we do the old tv news we do reviews uh gary goes west and then we pick of the week we decide um what we're going to look at in the next week of tv coming up to christmas now we've only got i think seven saturdays oh. left till christmas gary so halloween tonight bonfire night in a couple of days and you want to talk Sunday. about flipping christmas that's what happens when you work at the post office. It's Christmas in the middle of October. You look yes. <laughs> a bit like if you're doing a television programme where you record your Christmas special in July, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you follow uh, Richard Osman on Twitter, he's already started, he's already tweeted about the Christmas special and the live performance that The Darkness did on it. Oh, yeah, I did see uh, that. Well, I saw the tweet. So. Yeah. Well, you haven't seen the Christmas special yet because it's no, not. No, no. Well, do you um, know? Maybe I was in the audience. But what I'm saying is, you know, start pre-ordering your Christmas radio times now. ITV have already yep. started announcing the names for Dancing on Ice in in January. I don't know if that's in your news. I, I wouldn't. It's not in the news because I didn't. I only saw one name. I don't know whether they. I've obviously released others during the day. Was it Cheryl so, Baker? I did see uh, Cheryl Eggs and Baker. Uh, most annoyingly, as well, haven't they? Isn't isn't I'm a celeb before that? Yeah, I'm a celeb, and they haven't announced the oh, lineup. No. There's not been that many rumours this year. I read well, maybe Boris Becker's doing it. Well, obviously Cheryl Baker <laughs> won't be. No, well she could do both. I suppose she'd be in training, won't she? For... Yeah, probably in panto. This is probably a good thing for a no, lot of no, celebs to do panto, and then the, the fizz of the fizz of recently. I think the inside term. The fizz have recently released a new album, so mm. she's probably as of um, yeah, so we're getting off topic a bit here, but TV Again, related. Yeah. And, and do we know if it's and and deck or and or deck? Yes, or... yes, yeah. We announced this at, uh, during the uh, when I was in Edinburgh. Um, oh, did really? Oh, okay. Kevin Ligo said that was one of the questions they asked, and yes, Kevin Ligo said that um, Ant's definitely coming back for that. So yeah, 
Uh, do you want to do the news? Because I haven't got it up. So Yes, I should do you, the news. I... Uh, firstly, it's been announced this week that Olivia Coleman will replace Claire Foy in seasons three and four of The Crown. Uh, and Claire Foy was very happy with that. I mean, I don't suppose they're that similar looking, but obviously... They're not going for... I could see a I mean, Yeah, with the hair and everything, I suppose. She looks like the Queen, though, Olivia Coleman. Like Claire Foy, there's enough of a likeness of a young Queen Elizabeth, and I think Olivia Coleman, there's there's enough likeness of a sort of middle-aged... I did buy my parents the crown on DVD uh, Mm. because my mum's just come out of hospital, so I bought her that for a while. They haven't watched it yet, but they've told me that when they do, they will let me have their thoughts, and I will Mm. bring them here on the Custard TV podcast. And Any idea two... who uh, Matt Smith will be replaced by? Is it no. going to be David Mitchell? D- yeah. Uh, David Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Who could replace Or David Prince? Tennant. Well, I was going to say, Matt why not? Matt yeah, keep... <laughs> yeah. Or Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, one of the three. ITV has renewed Cold Feet. This is not a great surprise. I think it did quite well no. in the ratings we for Series 2, this. so... If you listened to the bits you weren't on last week, Gary, uh, me and uh, Luke are loose ends wrap up of all the series that. You then... know, I don't listen to myself. It's yeah. it's painful. So. You weren't on that bit. Yeah, but I didn't know that. So <laughs> I avoided all of it to avoid myself. So um, it, yeah. it's odd because it's come back. The first comeback series last year was eight. This year, it's been, there's been seven, and next year there's six. So they're just getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Whereas, you know, in three years' time, there'll just be one episode. One-off finale. Uh, I suppose it could be. And the only other TV-related news today is that Channel 4 have finally announced that they're replacing Jay Hunt, who uh, you may have heard mentioned on this show quite a bit, with the current editor of Newsnight, Ian Katz. There's not an awful lot known about Mr. Katz. I've, I've read some biogs. He's been in television, obviously, a long time. But Jay Hunt brought a quite diverse amount of shows to channel four i mean sex box and uh what's the dating one where they they show their stuff naked attraction Uh, naked attraction uh but but she's also done uh she bought black mirror she bought all the educating 24 hours all that stuff you know she came in a really tough time they just lost big brother and they were struggling to sort of find something you know she's how long, long she's been there so yeah. been there since like late 2011 like uh utopia yeah. was hers top boy yeah. there's a lot and of I, stuff that we've loved human and, and i suppose the great british bake-off success yeah which we can call it we, we won't go into uh prue's tweet today we'll leave no. that for our review we're doing this pre pre-final being aired yeah, so we'll, we'll when talk you hear when you hear this you will know who the winner of the bake-off is unless you watch well, the sunday repeat you were following Prue on Twitter and you've already read it and you already know. So Like you. Like me. I, I haven't seen it, so there you go. Oh, well done. Um, but what you're saying about Jay Hunt is that I think she has done really well for um, for Channel 4. She's turned it around. Not everything she's done has worked, as you, as you mentioned, like the yeah, Xbox stuff. Yeah, and misses. Like but like, I think she still is able to defend stuff like Naked Attraction. and I've heard her defend it twice at uh, uh, Consecutive yeah. Edinburgh Festival, where she said like, it's sort of trying to challenge the prejudices that today's teenagers have got about because, like, you get teenage boys watching so much porn on the internet, they don't know what a real, like, a real naked body looks like. And she says there's, t- there's statistics now that teenage boys are going to university impotent because they, you know, they've, they've been watching porn mm. and things like that. So this is sort of looking at sort of positive body image and that's their way of defending it i just don't think it's a very good tv show if i'm honest i don't well yeah it, it, it's it's, it's I, very you, 
I'm going to say it's titillation, but uh, I'm ah. not meaning that. I'm not meaning that, and it's illiteral. Do sense. you think though, um, eight out of ten cats will be safe? Well, it's on E4 now, so uh, no, no. Think know about it, Gary. Think about it, Gary. Eight out of ten cats. No, no, you're going to have to explain it. Ian Cats. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, uh, one thing. I've got that joke. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Both of them. Um, that are still listening, thank <laughs> nah. you. Uh, you've got your serious stuff. You've got your, you know, and then, you've, as you say, you've got your more fun stuff. But I think they do have a good mix on Channel 4. I wouldn't change a lot of what's on Channel 4 at the moment. Is there anything you would change? I think I would slow down the the number of 24 hours in A&E, 24 mm. hours in police custody. Uh, and, and even, even the... the, the, the um, educating series i would leave a bigger gap the problem that channel four has well if you listened last week gary that's what we i didn't know that did i because i wasn't there one of the <clears> issues <throat> with channel four is when they get a hit oh boy do they bludgeon it into the ground I and mean, we all got very sick of gypsy weddings very quickly mm. um and even things like but that know, was so... a real success that is still yeah they've said that you mentioned the bake-off and we'll talk about it later they've um said that the Bake Off is their biggest hit since Gypsy Weddings. Gypsy Weddings yeah. is still their big... So it took a lot. Jay Hunt was the person who said, right, that's enough Gypsy Weddings now. But it took a lot because it was doing so well for them. Yeah. After, uh, after that, Big Brother, that, you know, after Big Brother left, yeah. that was their big ratings winner for, for a long, long time. I would like them to maybe produce a a drama that is theirs. And I, I know I'm not explaining that very well, so I'm going to try and do it a little bit better. Okay. When you think when you think of Channel Four drama, and we've mentioned a couple in this conversation, Utopia, mm-hmm. Black Mirror, Electric Dreams, and obviously they've bought dramas very well. You know, they have been yeah. success with with Homeland and things like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that they've actually ever produced a ratings hit of their own. All those shows are quite critically well acclaimed and sort of sleeper hits. Humans did really well. Humans did really well, and may- maybe I'm, you know, and, and okay, and maybe I'm not judging it, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe if he could, like, throw a lot of money at a well-done drama. Well, that's what they're doing. I mean, Humans, they did as a co-production, and mm. um, the Electric Dreams is a co-production. I believe the end of the effing world, which uh, Luke has now watched all of, and I've watched all of, yes. that is a co-production with Netflix, with Netflix I think, yeah. in America. That, that's released early next year. Um I think they are they are looking into these co-productions now. I think Black Mirror did do quite well for them, and I think that was a show that they nurture. I think the thing with Channel Four drama is it's mm. drama that can't get made anywhere. You would you know you wouldn't see Black Mirror on ITV or BBC. No, no. The the Channel Four's drama output is drama that you wouldn't imagine being on BBC One or ITV. Really, there's not like that sort of heritage drama. They. They struggle with like costume dramas. I know Indian Summers did quite well for them, but they're not. Yeah. They're more known for their, you know, like Utopia, Black Mirror, things like the sci-fi stuff, and then you, stuff like No Offense, which again has done quite well for them in the last couple of years. It's all about budgets and things like that. I think yeah. they have a smaller budget for. Well, there, there's been talk of Channel Four moving <coughs> out to, moving out of London in order to increase their their Go budgets because yeah, going to Birmingham, you know, doing what the BBC did and moving their staff out. So it'll be interesting to see whether whether Ian Katz is going to be responsible for that. Channel 4 have got a lot of potential, uh, and it'd be interesting to see what From, they do with uh, it. Horse Ferry Road in London they are currently. I've, I've been there several times. I was going to make a cat joke there, but I can't can't think of a cat and horse joke. Let's move on. <laughs> I've just done uh, the cat joke, and you didn't laugh. 
<laughs> yeah, but I was going to try and you know, bring it back. Don't worry about it. Uh, shall, I, shall I go west? Yeah, go west. All right, then. So, uh, we've got a couple of reviews, the first of which is the uh, drama that we were going to talk about last week, uh, but due to time constraints, and the fact that I hadn't watched it, um, <laughs> we're watching it this week. It's a mega hit, The Good Doctor. Uh, now, when I say mega hit, I would explain to you that in, in America, the Big Bang Theory tends to rule the roost when it comes to ratings. And, okay, it's a, it's a good comedy. It's on a lot over here. People think it's kind of jumped the shark a bit in its later series, but it tends to win its time slot and everything all the time and be the highest rated show. I think show. people like routine and familiarity. Yeah. I think that's why shows like The Big Bang Theory, like Friends, and anything in its latter series comedy-wise, I think. And yet The Good like... Doctor has come in and smashed the, the, the Big Bang Theory's uh, top spot, taking it from them. The basic premise of the show is that uh, there is a young doctor who has autism, but he's high functioning. Uh, and to explain that, because we talked a lot about uh, Atypical and we talked about the autism series with uh, Louis Theroux. Uh, yeah, someone with, coming back. Absolutely. Someone with autism can be on different points of what you call the autistic spectrum. Mm. And it can be someone who has a lot of social anxieties and it can't function. Or it can be someone like him who, who can do a lot of things. And he's actually a, a registrar, you know, first year uh, surgeon coming into this hospital in San Jose. In this first episode, you meet him. You get a series of flashbacks. Sean Murphy is his name. Sean Murphy. Thank you very much. Uh, and you get a series of flashbacks to area to, to, to his life, Ugh. to his Dickensian uh, childhood that he oh, had. Oh, I know. Where his, where his dad throws rabbits against the wall and his brother falls off a train and dies. I know. While playing hide and seek. They can't watch telly because they don't have one. But he, his first sort of uh, encounter with uh, someone from the hospital is that he... Right now at Safeway, get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 razors, Gillette Labs razors and blades, Venus razors and blades, and native shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details meets Richard Skiff, um, who plays uh, the, the head of the hospital in San Jose uh, when he's younger. And Richard Skiff seems to take an interest in his life. Is he like he's, a neighbour of his? I think he is like a neighbour who was a doctor and they asked him whether he could do anything for the rabbit, yeah. but they couldn't. Throughout the episode, we get two kind of storylines. One is uh, Sean Murphy saves the uh, life of a young boy who uh, is in an accident in a train station, or the airport, sorry, isn't it? The airport, shard, well, shards of glass. He's arrived at the airport for his job interview, hasn't he? He's That's arrived, right, yeah. it's, it's in L.A.? San, San Jose. Jose. San Jose is in California, not L.A. Yeah. It's nearby. San, uh, and, San Jose. Yeah, and basically um, a doctor comes up and starts to treat the young boy, and, and, and uh, Sean Murphy's character like, no, you're going to kill him. He's like, what are you talking about? I think I know. Did you, know, you mention he's got savant syndrome as well as autism? I didn't. Well done. Well no. done for picking me up on that. So he's got some sort of genius level. Yeah. And, and Where what he can you see things in the, well, in the body. I was going to compare it yeah. to kind of like the Sherlock mind thing. 
Palace. Mine, mine, ten, whatever it was. Palace. Palace. Uh, (laughs) And and there's obviously a lot of links to House because this is uh, created and and directed by David Shaw, who created and directed House. They've done a Korean TV show. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't get a chance to look into that, but I did see that when I watched it. Um, So you follow the strand. Executive produced by Daniel Day Kim, who's Jin in Lost. Oh, yeah, and Hawaii Five O, he was in a lot. And then he left Hawaii Five O quite controversially. So you follow one pattern is uh, Sean Murphy treating this young boy. So you may have seen some of the clips. And in fact, when we talked about yeah, the previews in the, in the summer, was him getting bottles of alcohol and a knife and all sorts of things from around the airport in order to kind of treat this kid and keep him all, all, uh, stable. The other half of the story is Richard Skiff as the president of the hospital having to explain why he's hired this young man. Um, mm. and how he's done it kind of behind the rest of the board's back and, you know, explaining it. And him sort of interacting with various members of the board as well. Uh, and for me, that's the best scenes uh, uh, of the show is Richard Skiff sort of passionately explaining his reasons. I, uh, You've also is, got... Can I... Sorry, Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've also got this third really sort of irritating storyline with the other doctors in the hospital and their yeah. sort of personal lives. There's two, like, British actors, even this is an all-American show, Freddie Highmore, who you'll know from Finding Neverland, plays Sean, and also um, Antonia Thomas from Misfits um, plays, like, the sort of, I suppose, lead female protagonist, yeah. uh, Claire, who's another resident, and is having an affair with one of the male doctors. He's more serious than she is, and then he, she doesn't, isn't in with the sort of head of surgery as much as he is, and it's all a bit... Mm. All the male doctors in the hospital, apart from obviously when Freddie Heimel gets there, all look like AC Slater, all chiselled yeah, out. Of good, yeah, exactly. And Everyone's all... all very beautiful and very sort. Of, I know it's I, California, but come on. I know, but the thing is, as well, is that they they portray this head of um, uh, surgery as quite the sort Melendez. Kind of, yeah, the the sort of scumbag, and he there's there yeah. is a good scene right at the end. After um, uh, Sean Murphy has been hired and convinced, he's being, that, like the, the trial period, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's convinced he's the board, of... yeah, that he's you know he's he's worthy of a trial period. And he's, uh, Richard Schiff has just said, you know, if if he doesn't work out in six months, I'm going to step down as president. And that's very reminiscent of House. I'm sure that's a direct steal from a House storyline where somebody said that. I can almost picture that in my head. And he goes into the operating theatre and this head of surgery hands him like the, the nozzle where you do the suction. And he said, I know you come highly recommended, but that's as close as you're ever going to get to a patient so whilst you're working with Gary, me. What he says is you're going to just suck every week like your TV show. No. I, I don't feel particularly drawn to this. It's mm. a little bit bubblegumish, as you said, mm. the kind of like the high school kind of feel to it. Obviously, uh, Freddie Highmore is very young as well, and he looks he looks almost sort of like sort of 13, 14. Yeah. I'm not sure and what I, age he's supposed to be playing. I'm sure he's um, researched the role very well, but I don't like the voice he puts on. Okay, fair I'm enough. Sure. I don't know what, what he's going for if he sort of researched that's how maybe people um, speak when yeah. they like savants and stuff. But it just it it for me just felt like a bit sort of. I'm a bit different, here's my voice. Whereas if yeah. he'd had a sort of normal tone to his voice, then maybe that's the only way he could do an American accent. But he's well, played... Yeah, maybe. Uh, he was playing Norman Bates before, wasn't he? He was in Bates Motel. Yeah, he's, one of the early He's 25 years old, by the way, Freddie Heimel. Gosh, and he's play, he's play, he looks very young in this episode. Mm. He's had this episode. Yeah, they, they almost look, he almost looks younger now than he did. If you look at pictures of him in Bates Motel, they've almost tried to make him look younger, maybe sort of bring out that innocence, that naivety that the character has. 
there are obviously similarities with House, and I was a big fan of House. Mm. But the pro- the thing about House was he was the antagonist. He was mm-hmm. he was the nasty, angry, uh, almost sociopathic character, but yet was brilliant. And here you've kind of turned it on its head. This is the nicest kid in the room, and he's the mm. brute genius. And therefore, yeah. uh, where's my interest in watching this? I mean, it's very as you. I mean, you've you've said basically the same as I. I mean, this is very sort of TV show by numbers. First time you're seeing him, he's playing with a Rubik's cube. Oh, he's a genius, yeah. but oh, you know, he goes into an airport and he sort of feels really lost. You know, you mentioned obviously he saves this little boy with like put do, making a sort of is it like an intravenous tube or something? Gets uh, like it's a, bit, it's a, a bit bottle more of whiskey than that. I think. It's, yeah, it's, he gets yeah. like a knife and a bottle of it, and he he want he goes to the customs, doesn't he? he? Says I'm looking for a knife, and he can't explain himself and things like that. There was just nothing. I really like Freddie Highmore's performance. I really like Richard Siff's performance. I thought those were the two hooks of it, but all the dialogue yeah. was very cliched and clunky. All the doctors, as I said, looked like they they sort of uh, moonlight as fashion models. Um, the, <laughs> You're right. The, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I I love Antonia Thomas. I think I, I I think she is really good. I loved her in um, in Misfits, but yeah, um, she her character in, at the moment feels she's like the one who's sort of sticking up for him, saying like this is you know I believe what he's saying. Try again, blah blah blah, and all this and and yeah. those flashbacks were just sort of. Co- I know I sort of mentioned yeah. it before, but the, some of the flashbacks were just comic. That thing with the rabbit. Because like yeah, the I, rabbit symbolises the only thing that he. I mean, he's got I, this really good relationship with his brother, who who's the first person who gives him like this scalpel, says you're the brain of the operation. Here you go. But the, his dad, like the, his really sort of awful dad, who can't c- come to terms with his son's condition, is just like this sort of really miserly figure. It's just like no, we and he's only in him. he's only in one or two flashbacks, and and and, 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 I, and I don't really this... ever see him coming into the show either. But he just like bums this rabbit against the wall. It's just like comical. They go and live on an abandoned bus for a while, and then they're sort of trying to make friends with what looks like blooming Fagin's gang, and they they're in this <laughs> abandoned warehouse, and they're climbing over all these old so bus I'm going to ask trains. a question, and Are the dad. I'm going to ask the question. Are you going to watch any more of this? Uh, no, but I can think. I, I can understand why this is. I know. I mean, it has been really sort of critically panned, as as you can see. I mean, you can see why people like this because it has got a familiarity about it. As you say, it's more of a sort of Grey's Anatomy than a house in a way. Yeah, and I, I was reading a. Do you know what? In, that that is yeah. a very good link. And I, I was reading an interesting article that the network are looking for shows like this because Shonda Rhimes is now going to Netflix, I believe. Yeah, she so is. They're trying to find, and that is why this, they're they're really happy that a medical show like this has been a success. And I think there is that familiarity, there's that formula to it, but there isn't, there just yeah. isn't that. There isn't a character that I really. I mean, Richard Schiff is a very good actor, but I, even him, I think all the sort of inner workings of the hospital, the inner politics. I didn't care about that stuff, really. And I think mm. it's just a very sort of generic show, but one that you don't have... If you're coming in from work after a, a long day, where you can just switch it on, like you said about the Big Bang Theory, and just enjoy it. And, you know, there yeah. are elements that differ from the medical show in terms other medical shows in terms of its protagonist. But, I mean, for me, the, the stand-up medical show is always going to be ER, and it just hasn't got any no, of that. This hasn't got, no, this hasn't yeah, got any of that kind of thing. So. But just not for me, I'm afraid. Ghosted. Now, again, we previewed this uh, in our big summer sort of American uh, extravaganza. Uh, This stars Adam Scott. Uh, He's playing a disgraced former scientist who 
And I did. I, I, well, no, he's a professor. He's, he's a, a professor. professor an author. Professor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, and and at the beginning of the episode, there is a great little scene where he's trying to introduce uh, a, a book to somebody. He's working in a library and he's trying to sort of sell a book, book to book someone. Book yeah, bookstore. And then he goes, my wife was abducted by aliens. And I did like that kind of like really kind of quick, sharp humour. Uh, well, the, you know, the, sto- I, the story is that. that he was fired from Stanford after his wife... He, basically, everyone thought his wife left him, but he said she was abducted by aliens. And when no one believed him, they said he was crazy and he lost his job. Yeah. And um, he worked on uh, a theory called now the... Oh, Multiverse. Multiverse, thank you very much. And basically, he and a former uh, cop get abducted. Craig uh, Robinson's Leroy Wright. Thank you. Uh, and he's working as a store, uh, as a mall, mall cop, basically, but not yeah. Paul Blart. Again, cop, just... he was, he, again, he's sort of fallen from, both these characters, you could say, have fallen from grace, because with Adam Scott's Max Jennifer, he was yeah. fired Professor. Craig Robinson's character was fired from the LAPD. He was in the missing persons unit, and his partner got shot and killed yeah. while, while he was with him, and he was fired and now works as a mall cop. And and they get abducted by this shadowy organisation uh, run by the woman out of Desperate Housewives. Um, <laughs> I'm desperately trying to think of her name and failing. Uh, Ali Walker is the name of the actress. Was she in Desperate Housewives? Are you thinking oh, that you're thinking of someone else? Is it not Felicity Huffman? Oh, oh my word, she looks exactly like her. Not really, but carry on. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> They run a shadowy organisation that uh, investigates uh, sort of paranormal. The Bureau Underground. The Bureau Underground. I didn't like the name. Uh, and uh, there's a collection of characters there, the best of which is Adil Akbar. Akhtar. Adil Akhtar. Close. Uh, and he plays a British... Barry. They start to investigate a case where someone went missing. For some reason, this person went missing, one of the, the agents, and he mentioned both their names. Yeah, well, that's the first scene, isn't it? You see him being chased off a thing, and he, and he is like a video message, and he says, mm. if anything happens to me, contact um, Detective Leroy Wright and Professor Max Jennifer. That is the first scene of the episode. And they sort of go on a little um, sort of investigation. Uh, so they come as across... you say, they're kidnapped by the Bureau yes. Underground, by, by Adil Akhtar, and the boss, who isn't Felicity Hoffman, tells yeah. them that... I've done um, it again, haven't I? Oh, yeah, tells them that, uh, <laughs> you know, if you help... It, because this person said your names, if you help us, we will try and get your jobs back at the LAPD yes. and Stanford University, respectively. So they begrudgingly decide to form a team uh, based on the fact that they'll be able to sort of resurrect the jobs. And they follow the, the lead, using their skills from the jobs that they've lost. They, yes. they try to track this guy down and do do that. Who the hell are you? Why did you take us? I'm Barry. I'm your kidnapper. And unfortunately, that's all I can say about that. That's not very fair, is it? I work for the Bureau Underground. We investigate the paranormal and anything outside the scientific realm. Is this a hidden camera show? And I think, I think what you think this is at the beginning is a kind of like a... Me- There's obviously hints of Men in Black. Uh, mm, very, yeah, and and obviously any kind of like uh, Ghostbusters. Well, yeah, and all that kind of like awkward. No, I don't want to say good cop back or that it's awkward buddy, cop relationship. Buddy, yeah, buddy, buddy cop. You can tell they're going to become good friends, but at very, the moment, I mean, Lethal Weapon was what sprung to mind for me. Yep, 
Yeah, not the original. Lethal, I would definitely say lethal, we- lethal Weapon meets good uh, meets Ghostbusters, but yeah, definitely I could see some men in black in it. But it all felt very sort of 80s, very nostalgic. It was set in the present day, but there was a lot of that sort of retro feel. Uh, so I, I felt like this was a bit quick and a bit rushed. Yes. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus to say whether that was itv or whether no. that is because this is a pilot and i know we talked in the past pilots are different they're there to grab attention what did you think i completely agree with you that is exactly what i was going to say um, what I felt this, because we, I mean, st- to, not to bang on about it, but we have been talking about The Good Place a lot recently. And with the good, what The Good Place did in season one and season two was that they had like a double episode. And I yeah. think this could have done with that. This needed more oh. time for to, to sort of build the world that we were we were whisked into. We only had one scene with um, Max and one scene with Leroy before they were kidnapped yeah. and put in the van. And then we had all the exposition about... They had a lot of plot to get through in 22 minutes, 23 minutes. You know, you had all the stuff. They had to say that, oh, his wife was abducted or he thinks his wife was abducted by aliens. You've got the stuff with him and his partner. Then you've got the story of the week with them trying to find this agent and all the supernatural stuff. And I felt to like get I, ne- I, ne- I needed a rest after yeah. this episode. I needed to sit down. This yeah. has got a lot going on, like The Good Place did, and I felt this needed at least 45 minutes for the first instance. Yeah. Um, what I did like, though, and I thought was Craig Robinson and Adam Scott, both singularly and together, I thought they had really good chemistry. Yeah. Like, the scenes with them together, they definitely sort of established that bond as it went on. And I, I, I like the scene with where he starts singing Higher Love when he's asking him sort of tricky questions. Yeah, I And then later that. on, there's a bit where they're sort of trying to... They're looking through a door and, and Adam Scott is on Craig Robinson's shoulders. And then he says, I don't believe you. And, and Adam Scott then is trying to get Craig Robinson up. And I thought that... that there were genuine... I, 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 there were, there were I laugh out loud. Yeah, I liked the photocopy a bit as well. It feels uh, so. like you needed about 10 minutes with these characters before yeah. they were abducted. And then you needed a bit more Absolutely. time in the Bureau. You needed yeah. to get to know... Because I know nothing about uh, Adil tells Barry or the two women... There's another no. woman, apart from the head woman. There's another woman. She's like there? the she's like the Q. She's like the yeah. weapons expert. So yeah, I, but I enjoyable. Watch, but uh, what it has meant is that yeah. I will watch this more. Yeah. Because I feel like I do want to know more about what's going on. Yeah. But I just think I I agree completely. That was going to be my note that this felt rushed. Didn't have enough time to sort of build the world. But I think the sort of buddy cop element works thanks to the chemistry between uh, Robinson and Scott. This is the Custard TV Podcast. I, I was looking for something to uh, to buy for Christmas uh, for really? a good friend of mine. Could you recommend anything? Um, yeah, well, if you'd like to uh, give back a little bit to, to our, our lovely podcast, then you can um, by donating as little t- as $2 a month. 
Um, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash TV, where we've got currently um, six bonus podcasts, um, all available for anyone donating $8 or more a month. Um, for $2, you get our Best of Podcast, Volume 1. Which uh, is very good. Do- Have you listened to it now? I've heard it now. It's very good. For $5, me and Luke discuss uh, Only Fools and Horses. And then, and now at $8, we've got uh, two screening podcasts. I talk Ooh. about Dr. Foster and uh, extended one about the Edinburgh TV Festival. And also uh, the Soprano Season 1. We should be taping some more in the near future. And excitingly, we've got a new a new tier, because we've sort of simplified the tiers a little oh. bit. If you've got a lot of money down the back of your sofa, $30 a month gets you the chance to request uh, any TV-related topic, and we're, at least two of us will do a, a, a podcast on it. And, and we want to friend you. Go on. I'd just say, at least one of those people will be Matt, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of those people will know what they're talking about. Um, right, yeah. And we will credit you at the end of every podcast as well, because we're nice like that. And we do appreciate that it is a tight time for everyone with Christmas coming up and things like that. Patreon is a service where you, if you want to dip out a month and come back, you can. Yes. You know, you, you could sign up, give $8 now, then then unsubscribe and come back maybe in a few months when we've got a little bit more. Uh, 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 and we're talking in dollars purely. That's just because what the website does. But obviously, yeah. $2 is about, what, £1.60? Something yeah, like that, you know. So the co- the cost of a cup of coffee is all it is. Where do you where in London? Well, like about nine ca- quid in London. About <laughs> cafe coffee, not not like your Costa or your Starbucks. Other uh, chains are available. Down that that cafe, me and you went to. That's right. Uh, yeah, that that probably be about one pound sixty. TV. And we'll talk about that more at the end when we. Do and as I say, we will credit our patrons um, as much more as we go on. I think that went well. You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. And now, with the reviews, it's Matt. Oh, he's leaving a gap again. Oh, no, I haven't got Luke to talk to. Oh, I don't know what to do. Um, Hello! Hey! Do my Halloween laugh there. Oh, was that your ho 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 hello? No, that's hello, hello, you're thinking of. That's... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, Louis Theroux is, um, I was going to say he's back, but he hasn't been away. <laughs> he didn't go he's anywhere. Back, he's back in the UK this time um, with a, I think this is just a one-off, isn't it? We had yes. three UK documentaries last year. This one was called Talking to Anorexia, um, and it's him going around uh, various um Units in units in London. Yeah, sort of inpatient and outpatient units for eating disorders. Yeah, um, talking to some of the young women or older women who who struggle with uh, eating disorders, and talking to some of the healthcare professionals who um, who you know who who help sort of treat the disease. And it was quite a a harrowing watch, really. It was quite yeah, a, as all of these documentaries have been. But I think we said when we talked about the. Um, the drinking to oblivion one certainly um that when it's close to home and certainly close to your home as you're in london well it feels uh, a bit more uh, relatable and, and of course i knew someone on the drinking to oblivion uh, one you didn't uh, know anyone so. here no no this was None obviously of the professionals no no one i recognized no as he always does on um on his documentaries he meets a few uh, different characters he uh, rosie i think was the one who um who who he spent the most time with 
she was a uh, former dental assistant who'd only recently really sort of developed. Is it developed? Is it uh, de- well? I, I don't know what the medical term is, but yeah, developed is fair enough. Um, anorexia. This was, I think, taped during this summer, and and it had been in the autumn when she started to lose a lot of weight. And and I think the sort of recurring theme is the relationship with food that they feel if they eat anything that they are sort of completely they yeah. feel rich and they have to like walk it off. Jessica, I think her name was, who who did like two thousand star jumps a day or something like that. To, to well, yeah, that was just uh, that star was jump. the strangest one. I know. Just it was, because she feels it was like Rosie. It was Rosie we followed over, you know, we met her parents, we went home with her for a bit, we saw her in her sort of review where she, she'd done a speech about wanting to go home and actually she had made it home by the end, it was a nice sort of journey, I think he likes journeys like that, whereas like in the, in the documentary we talked about last week, the, the gun crime one, it was sort of, this is much of a muchness, this is going to keep continuing, there's nothing yeah. you can do. Here at least you had one story of all of them where there was at least some sort of happy ending. You know, she put a little bit of weight on by the end. But the other characters here, I think, were much more serious. I mean, the the one woman he met, um, Janet, who was in her 60s and had struggled with it since she was a teenager. She was at home and she went through her home and said, you know, I can't even eat a full cracker. You know, I have to crack them up and eat like half a cracker. That's my lunch. I'm allowed like one sweet a month on the first of the month. And just think yeah. like or no, she eats the chocolate, you... doesn't she? She eats the chocolate on yes. the first of the month, and then yeah. each week she sucks one sweet. Yeah, sorry, yes, she has a bag. No, of but it was really, it, the, the specifics of it are so bizarre. There was another girl, um, if Zana. There was like a really sort of scene that stuck with me where they're they're just in the sort of I would call what like the the restroom or something in the in yeah. the facility like the lounge, and and she's standing up and he's saying. They've told you to sit down. You know, they said, try sitting down, try sitting down. Because, yeah. uh, you know, if you're standing up, you're burning calories. Try sitting down, sitting down, for, try and sit down for a second. And she literally sits down for a second and stands up again. And that just baffled me. And she's she can't deal with, like, the rules of the place or anything like that. The one thing I thought, not he missed a trick so much because the, all the, the four uh, women that he, he focused on were really sort of strong personalities and sort of fell in with the narrative but i thought maybe he could have met like a man or a boy with the with an eating disorder as well he brought it up briefly in his sort of overall assessment at the beginning that you know men and women both struggle with this disorder but it was it was only women I, that I, he I, met I, in this well subject. i i think as well and and, and I, I i know a little bit about this subject matter this is an area of mental health that i looked into working in but didn't okay. go into an, an area. It, it, it is heavily dominated by women mm. because, and I think Louis did explain a lot of it is that a lot of people who suffer from this are influenced by body image. Um, I don't I think necessarily. That I don't think that's exclusive to women, though. I think men no, do struggle I, with that as well. No, I would say that's becoming more of a thing, and I mm. do think I do think you're right, and but I then, think it would then it he would have, have been maybe met, met Emma, Yeah, I don't think the documentary was lesser for it, but no. I'm sure at one of these units there was a male patient that he could have at least have interviewed, maybe in one scene. Maybe he did. Maybe he thought. I'm sure he sort of considered it, and that's why he put that little bit in there. And and I think 
the men struggle with body image as well. And there has been... So, I mean, Reggie Yates has done several good documentaries mm. about that on BBC3. But I, I did really enjoy... And I, I, it's only now talking about it that I realise how powerful it was. It was it was quite hard to watch. I think whenever Louis does something in the UK, we've always said it, it just feels more real. Not to say that anything he did in America wasn't hard-hitting, but you can kind of distance yourself from it. That's in America. Mm. I we don't can't, know where that is. Yeah, we can't yeah. relate to... The gun crime, you know, no. we we can't relate to hearing gunshots on our road every night. You know, I got a little bit of feedback on Twitter about this one, and there's a couple of things here that are quite interesting. Katia F said Louis is simply a legend, pure class, and I think that's the main majority. Is he does this really well, and he manages to get underneath the subject really well. Talk to the people, deal with the people, deal with the the actual human being behind the disease. And he always does that really well. But another person who, who replied to some of the tweets I put out is um at well Adrian says and he said I'm ready for him to tackle something lighter again. I sit down to his stuff now knowing it will be mm. worthy but also harrowing. And I think that again is a good point. Like Louis the stuff Ma- he did in the uh, the porn industry, and obviously, well, you know, we're getting nerdy again with the wrestling and and yeah. But not only that, that, even his his Louis Meat series, which was mm. much more. I know, unfortunately, it's known for the Jimmy, Jimmy Savile. Savile, but actually, he met with Paul Daniels and other yeah. celebrities. And I think I think there is a point there, and it's a good point: is that maybe his next subject could be something on the lighter side. Louis is actually very funny as a human being. I mean, not only does he look like a living embodiment of Where's Wally, uh, but he is quite humorous, and he uses that in his interviews to def- to de- to sort of bring people down and to his you know to sort of like normalize and and get in with people he uses humor quite well so it would be good to see him using a bit more of that in 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 the topic mm. and the subject matter and can i just promote on, as well yeah. there's a great review on the website um by freya yes. lewis which is a good read as well it's a shame that there's not going to be a couple more of these uh purely because you know obviously he's just done this as a one-off um and, and yeah I, I agree with everything you said about it you know harrowing but absolutely engrossing in the way that louis does these I mean, I could see what you're saying about the light-hearted ones, um, but obviously, at the end of the day, it's it's sort of his decision to. I was still waiting yeah. for his 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 documentary about going undercover and all the quiz shows he did uh, the Christmas before last when he was on Pointless and University Challenge in the same sort of week, oh, um, yeah. but that that never materialised. And I thought this was a really powerful documentary, and and I think the the the, the people he followed really sort of showed what anorexia is a bug because it is one he, i think he was trying to sort of demystify it in some respects yeah and, and but like because it is such a wide-ranging condition and it is you know it's hard to pin down as he asked that that woman at the at one of the units that it is hard to pin down the triggers and they talked about like bullying and and the one girl obviously had the arranged marriage that that went wrong or she 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 walked out on and but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it in 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 the only way you can really, and really appreciate what Louis does. And hopefully, you know, he'll do something else soon. And hopefully, it'll be another UK one. But we'll we'll watch it whatever because we're massive Louis fans here on the podcast. Yeah. Final. Um, Sophie won. 
Thank you, Prooley. Oh, spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Tuesday morning anymore. It is, no, uh, it's Thursday now Thursday. Night. That unfortunately clouded what was otherwise like a really good final. I think I I, I sort of I, managed yeah. to I sort of managed to evade it, but I thought I'd seen it was one of the girls, so I wasn't surprised when Stephen was sort of doing the worst out of the three. Yeah, I didn't think he would win it anyway. He wasn't no. my particular pick, but I mean, I re- I think everyone in the country really wanted Liam to win it, and after he left, I think that <laughs> well, yeah. A lot of people tuned out. I think the problem was, I think regardless of whether you heard the, uh, whether you read the spoiler, you knew it had been spoiled. Mm. So I think I think it was a bit of a, Do you a think down of a just a general board. a general question. Does that? I mean, it does spoil yeah. things, but does that lessen the episode? I think I have to be honest. I think what lessened the yeah it, yes it did lessen the episode a bit. But because they build the tension for an hour and 15 minutes about who's going to be the winner to the last minute, and then you already know it. But also, I think I I would have to say, and I I saw a few people tweeting this last week, the quality of the baking in the last few weeks hasn't exactly been up there with some of the other years, or even the beginning of the series. I I made this point early on. I think they peaked too soon. I think they made the bakes in weeks one to three were so spectacular that now, I mean, this cake, the the final they, showstopper. But they did, they did need to bring an audience in. You know, they mm. did need to quell the people. Yeah, like, oh, think, no Mary Berry, no Melon I don't. I don't think anyone cares the level of the bakes. I don't think that would okay. bring any less or more people in had they just baked, like, some nice gingerbread biscuits. In. This seems to be going back to basics almost. I mean, normal bit. finals in, on BBC... They would always do like a picnic basket type thing, wouldn't they? Where they did loads of little well, things. They did, they did wedding cakes one year. They that did was do wedding absolutely, cakes absolutely year. astounding, wasn't it? Because that's, well, that's a kind of like a, 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 a classic cake yeah. that everybody knows is going to be amazing, you know. So I mean, the blooming um, technical challenge was ginger nuts, for God's sake. I know. Um, but no, I enjoyed it. As a, and I think what's made this series as a whole has been the sort of chemistry that um Noel Fielding and Sandy Tudsvig have built up with the with the bakers. Yes, I would and they're agree with sort that. of like I think they they're a lot more even though Mel and Sue did have that relationship, they I think they had this distance, whereas I think Noel and Sandy, maybe because it's their first year, they've had like a more of an emotional connection and when they'd all finished they were hugging them, you know, and they were yeah, all Yeah, I think they've done I, that. I really liked that and I like and I think the the combination of Noel and Sandy has worked the, the one person I haven't warmed to still is Prue Lee. I well, unfortun- she, unfortunately for you, she will be back for the yeah. next series, she struggled, uh, despite I think, her, her guess. I think she struggled to find her feet. I can only hope that maybe they do something to soften her next year. You know, mm. maybe they do. May, maybe, hey, Channel 4, maybe bring back a, maybe a, a Prue Leaf book out or a Prue Leaf cooking show out. Let's, let's you know, try and do something to help her profile. And then you can... Let, uh, you might not need to read it cover to cover, but maybe you can leaf through the pages. Nice. Well done. <laughs> That's good work. Um, <laughs> overall, a big success for Channel 4. Ratings and, I think, perception. Yeah, I think highest the... rated, as, as we mentioned earlier, highest rated uh, Channel 4 series since Gypsy Weddings. Now, they have also uh, purchased the... Uh, there's the kind of like the... The Baker's version, what is it called? Um, Bake Off. There's going to be more kind of cake baking, and and it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. And biscuits and pies. And and biscuits and pies. Margarita pizzas. And and, and ginger nuts. Um, 
Do you think they need to think about changing the time of year for the Bake Off next year? BBC used to show it more in the summer months. They I mean, went it, strictly for the autumn. Well, they did, BBC sort of put it back and back. Um, I think like the last series on and the BBC as well from BBC Two to mm. BBC One, of course. I think originally it was on during sort of July, August, September, and then later on they moved it to August, September, mm. October. In terms of the BBC, they could then debut like new September dramas after the Yeah, break. that's true. Yeah, they did use They did it with Arzu, Our yeah. Girl. Our... Anything, anything, <laughs> our, any, anything <laughs> our related. Genuinely, though, I've enjoyed Bake Off more than I have sort of the last couple of years it was on the BBC. Certainly last, yeah. the last year. Well, I think the last year got ruined by the news. I think that, that took the fact that it was moving took over the enjoyment of the show, I think. Um, despite the fact I think the right person won it. I'm not saying I don't think the right person won it. I think I do kind of agree with the winner. But yeah. I, I do think there were a couple of other bakers along the way they got rid of. I think Liam and Liam yeah. was definitely one that, yeah, got rid of before their time. So, But overall, big success. And we'll look forward to it coming back in 2018. Pick of the week. Pick of the uh, week. I, I've got a bonus pick of the week. Uh, okay. It's not television show related but well, do you want to do your your bonus and your television show related ones together yes so my bonus one is uh, if you've been enjoying louis through then good news you get something extra this sunday uh you get his um di- his documentary movie about uh scientology so yeah, good news if you like that we wouldn't normally and we won't be talking about it on the next episode but if you're a fan of louis like us then this is a bit of bonus louis I'm a bit torn about next week. I think I'm going to go for Unspeakable. Okay. Um, it, it stars Indira Varma and, and Luke Treadwell and Neil Maskell. And it's a one-off Treadway. drama. Treadway. Is it I Treadway? Think. Sorry, I do apologise. And it's it's written and directed by BAFTA Award winner David Nath, who I understand now. I can't remember what it was he did last time. Um, oh, I so, know this. I know this. Oh, I know the name. Pad, yeah. Gary. Pad. Pad. Okay. Uh, the, the basic plot point is that uh, after dropping uh, her kids off at the school, Joe, who I assume is Indira Varma, receives a disturbing text message from an unknown sender. It alleges an inappropriate relationship between her new boyfriend, Danny, uh, who's recently moved in, and her 11-year-old daughter. Not a very nice subject matter, but kind of subject that I think could work well he, in a one-off drama. David Nath, the name I remember, uh, he did the thing called The Watchman last year with Stephen Graham. I don't know if you remember That's that, where he's like the security that, yes. guard. Like a sort of drama documentary type thing. And he's also actually quite involved. He's directed quite a lot of documentaries. He did Bedlam. He did The Murder Detective. Oh, of course, yeah. So he's got history in in sort of this being a more drama documentary style. Okay, and uh, and I think I know what yours is, but go ahead. Well, I've got a couple, Gary, actually. Go for it. Go for Uh, it. Both on BBC Four. Saturday sees uh, BBC Four continual uh, show the rest of the series. (laughs) of I Know Who You Are, which they're dubbing series two, but this is the rest of series one. There are six episodes, um, two lots every night for the next three weeks. And um, that's 9pm on BBC4 Saturday. And then moving again on BBC4 to Thursday, I think we are. Are we? Or yes. Friday, Wednesday? Uh, no, it's Wednesday if you're talking about... Wednesday. Detectorist is back for its third and final series. Um, Mackenzie Crook, Toby Jones, Metal Detectors awesome watch it that's that's all really 10 more, impo- more importantly because i'm sure he'd like me to say that next week on the podcast you never know luke might turn up and do a bit you know he hasn't watched much telly for the last two weeks and, and i suppose and three weeks 
Three weeks? Is it three weeks? He's well, he was on last week to talk about American Vandal, but apart oh, from... Oh, yeah, he was for a bit. Yeah. I, I've almost finished American Vandal, seeing as we're mentioning that, and, yeah. and I think it's genius. We'll need to uh, do... I think next week we need to sort of do a, a full-term report on American Vandal, and also well, the, it, end, it, the end it, of the effing br- world, which Luke, I know, has watched all of. And it, it brings me to an idea, because as we know, as we start to get nearer Christmas, yeah, I know, it's that, it's that word, sorry... You do start to get less new shows and more repeats and things like that. I mean, I know Luke has already pointed out, we talked about The Good Place earlier, that's going on hiatus until January very soon. So maybe what we ought to do is kind of wrap up some of the shows Mm. that we've talked about, how we've kept up with them. I've got a few Our Girls to watch, which I'm looking forward to. We can talk about American Vandal. Some of the shows that we've talked about and not sort of finished on. We've already talked about Patreon. We'd love you to go there and subscribe. We've got brand new uh, levels that you can subscribe to. Tears. Uh, Tears. Thank you very much. Obviously, you can find us. Our our main website is www.thecustardtv.com. You can find all the reviews, previous podcasts. Uh, and various good bits up on there. Oh, can I ask why you always miss one W out when you do www? What do, www? Well, it's three W's, isn't it? Yeah, but you only do two. Oh, people know what I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> saving it for. It's, it's, I'm cutting it down. The clocks have gone back. There's not as much time. We got an extra uh, hour. No, I know. Well, you know, I'm just building it up for next time. Uh, so, uh, and you can tell I'm waffling still. You told me a pad. That was that was a while ago. I can't unswitch off the padding mode. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yes, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search The Custard TV. You can do the same thing on iTunes. We'd love a five-star review. You can also find us on Stitcher or various other podcasting apps. And you can also converse with us on Twitter, and we do love to know your thoughts on various TV shows. So my Twitter is at The Gary Show. Matt is... At Matt's TV Bites. And Luke is at Luke Custard TV. And lastly, oh, the two last things. Also, we're on YouTube. If you don't want to listen to the witterings of Why would Matt you not? Luke, Why would you not? I don't know. I don't know. There must be some weird people out there. But if you wipe that, then you can listen to individual show reviews, which Matt uploads uh, fantastically uh, each couple of weeks. Semi-regularly. By the time this podcast is up, YouTube should be up to date. Excellent. And the last thing I'd like to mention is that we do love getting your emails, and we haven't had any in a while. No. Is that right? Is that right? I don't care if someone just wants to offer me a penis enlargement or some Vicodin <laughs> or uh, some Nigerian bloke wants to sort of, you know, entrust me with millions of dollars well, that we are claimed. We have actually some offers to enroll in a retirement pension scheme. So. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Forward those to me. That sounds quite interesting. Just send us an email to Custard TV Reviews at gmail.com have I emphasised the S on the end of reviews enough Matt yes also one last plug uh, if you're a fan of Stranger Things and you're listening, you're watching them not all in one go like a lot of people have and you're watching them two at a time then join Matt and I and if you like our voices you'll love the voices on that podcast because it's the same ones uh, and uh, you can listen and we're doing two episodes time. we've done the first two uh, mm. we're going to be doing the second two very soon mm. and there are only nine so it's a short little series that we're going to be doing about Stranger the Things which I have down to say podcast the Upside Down podcast, which makes sense if you're a fan of uh, Stranger Things. Or the Upside uh, Down cast, sorry. No, upside no Down cast. Uh, and uh, can I just say this again? Episode four, absolutely fantastic. And we'll find out why if you listen to the podcast. Mm. Right, time to say goodbye, Matt. Well, goodbye, Matt. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realise that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. With 